Well, it's time for another Friend Zone. Chrissy and I are so excited that you've joined us today. This is the last Thursday of the month. So you know what that means. That means the Wonder Podcast is the Friend Zone today. And so we are thrilled to have our friend, Teresa Krell, on with us talking about making friends. And this might seem like an obvious thing and you might be like, what in the world? But this is a struggle for many people, and especially if you move around a lot and you're the new girl. So we talk about that today, just why we need community and how to do it, the art of making a friend. And Teresa just gives some great godly wisdom, and we have a great conversation about friendship. So we hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. My name is Christy Dunham, and I am here with my ministry partner, Lisa Clark. She is the co-host of the Wonder Podcast, and this podcast is to encourage and to cheer you on and hopefully learn some things along the way. And today's guest is in our friend zone. I love the friend zone. Do you, Lisa? I love the friend zone. I really do. It's one of my favorites. And this Yeah, this is one of our favorite gals, and she has, just to give you a little background, uh, first of all, her name is Teresa Krell, but here's what's so intriguing about Teresa. When you are around her, she is an easy person to talk to. She's one of those people, and Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, that you feel like you've known her forever and like you're just picking up where you left off. Definitely. She is a gatherer of people. She gathers people together. She is a great hostess. She is gifted with hospitality to the max. She is a great grandmother. She is not a great grandmother. She's a grandmother, but she's a great one. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) She is. She's a lot older than us, though, Lisa. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Seriously. And as you get to know her, Here's what intrigues me by her. She has lived in many places and she'll tell you the exact number. And I know that she's that type of person that when she moves somewhere, she has tips for you. Those of you that have to move a lot and those of you that are in the process of moving, she has tips for you of how to create community, how to make friends, because there are some people that move into a community and just never really connect. And they walk around lost. Teresa is one of those people that when she walks in, she takes control and she wants to know who you are, what's your story. And she just creates these beautiful relationships that I love and adore. And I've watched her do it many times. And that's what she did with me is I want to get to know you. And I remember the lunch we went to and the conversation we had and I just felt very in love with her. And as a gatherer, she gathered some women together and we went on a girl's trip. And now Lisa is her good friend. (laughs) And Lisa and I were just, you know, we've got to have Teresa on because she is a wealth of knowledge of how to create community, how to make friends, all those things. So Teresa, yeah, you have a few minutes just (laughs) for those things. Who you are all the places you've lived. Let's just start there. Okay. Well, you ladies are very sweet, very, very kind words. Yes, we've lived a lot of places. We started in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where my husband was uh, came back and worked on his master's, and I was doing a semester of student teaching and started there and 
Uh, he took a job with Mobile. So we moved back to Dallas and we're so excited to land. I was raised in Dallas. So he was in Nashville, Arkansas. That's where he was from near Hope. And we just thought, oh, this is perfect. We're back in Dallas. You know, we'll just be here and at home. And I think that was, mm, is that Proverb 16? Nine ladies, we can make our plans, but the Lord de- <laughs> determines our That's a good steps. One. And whoo, did one. he ever? <laughs> he took us stepping all over the United States from Dallas. We moved to Corpus Christi and then off to Casper, Wyoming and to Richmond, Virginia and on to Tulsa, Oklahoma and Kansas City, Kansas, which we lived there the longest of all places. And Then nine years ago, back to Dallas. So here we are, back where it started. Nine years of Dallas. And um, so, Teresa, so you've been the new girl a lot. I have been, yes. And so I've never been the new girl because I have lived here in the Dallas area my whole life, literally, Uh except for when I was like born. I was born in Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. And to tell my friends I was born in Paris to be cool, you know, but, uh, <laughs> little did they know it was Paris, Texas. But I mean, we literally moved here when I was one year old. And so I've lived right. here my whole life. So I've never been the new girl. So tell us what that feels like as far as, because I'm always intrigued by someone like you who comes and just can make friends everywhere they go. And you get this thick, rich community. There's work involved. You have to be pretty intentional, right? But also just about your own self-confidence and self-esteem and the value you have. I mean, to me, you really know who you are in Christ and you exude that. You're just so joyful. Has that helped you, do you think, along the way, make friends and find community? Yes. And you are sweet to say that. You know, this the last move back to Dallas was probably the toughest. And there was just a lot that factors into that. That's a whole nother story. But Along the way, you know, it was easier to, I think I had advantages because when we first started out, we were both working and you meet people in the workplace. We've always um, established church and gotten involved in Sunday school. We made that a priority. And so we looked for that every single place that we were and we plugged in immediately. So that was a connection. And I think when you have young children, you, you know, preschool, Mother's Day, all these things that connect you really easily. And then you have school and, you know, the high school things, college, all this stuff. It's different when you become the empty nesters. But along the way, it was just, it was really a sweet, sweet time. And, And yes, you have to invest in them. You have to be intentional. You I think seeking like-minded people, and that was easy because we sought out church community and knew that, you know, that's kind of was our foundation and that's where we wanted to make our friends. And we had sweet neighbors and a lot of people we met along the way and, and a lot of friends we stay in contact with. So that's been a huge value to us, but it's, it's just a gift to have all of them and Looking back past the years, you know, I just think, wow, to be in all those places and to have these people from different communities and different stages in our life is, it's really a gift. It really is a sweet. gift. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said one of the first things you do is to find a church 
And yes. then when you have kids, it's automatic because you start making friends just with your kids' friends. Absolutely. But with this last move, you came here and um, you didn't have those kids anymore. <laughs> so you had to do it on your own. Kind of, and I know it's natural for you, but kind of think back through those steps for someone that's listening that may be moving or someone that's new in a new community. Mm -hmm. What are some of the steps that you walk through to help establish friends? I think we were very intentional about seeking out a church in Dallas. I think it was a little harder just because it was bigger and, um, our girls are both at different churches that we were there. That's great. And we visited with them and um, we kind of wanted to do, you know, seek out a different community. We uh, were fortunate to find a sweet gal who just ended up at my home, which I don't think is a coincidence, but <laughs> uh, at my kitchen table. And she was a friend of a friend of ours in Kansas City. And she was really sweet to invite invite me to, um, you know, visit church. And I had a friend here, move here from Corpus Christi that I knew way back in the day. And she was new here also and wanted to do a Bible study. And I said, I'd been visiting Prestonwood, Rick and I had, and, you know, let's go up there and sign up and see what, what we find. And we did, we ended up in Carol Young's Bible study. And when we walked in, there was that sweet friend that sat at my kitchen table and um, she was very inclusive and uh, invited us to sit at her table. And, you know, it just, it grew from there. And many times we've talked about that, that it's just so important to look around. Like Lisa was saying, she's, she's never been the new person. I think if you've never been the new person, it's very hard to walk in those shoes. It's, it's, um, it's hard to imagine, you know, what that's like. It's, it, it's uncomfortable and it's hard and it stirs up insecure feelings, even at this age, you know, no matter what the age, it's kind of like that whole middle school lunch table thing again, which uh, heaven forbid we go back to that. <laughs> it happens and it's real. And you just have to put yourself out there and uh, hope that they receive you. And we were just very fortunate that that little Bible study took us in and so the rest was history. I think I remember coming to the Sunday school and Chrissy, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was you, you were at that Sunday school and Rick and I had visited over and over again. And you were so matter of fact, you looked at me and said, okay, now wait a minute. How many times have you visited? Oh, we visited so many times. Well, okay. Do you want to join or not? <laughs> <laughs> you were so matter of fact, and I loved it. I thought, well, of course I do. I'd love to be a part of this. So, and, and that was so welcoming and opening. It was very honest and real. And so from then on, I was like, sure, sign me up. So the rest was kind of history, but I, I don't know that I have any special tips other than you just got to put yourself out there and reach out and make the phone call and initiate it and get up and do it again, you yeah. know, again and again and again. I think mm -hmm. that's key is just keep moving forward because I've talked to so many women and let's just get down to brass tacks here because this is a struggle for women. I mean, right. let's just be honest. It really is making friends, mm -hmm. finding community. It can be a struggle. And I've talked to so many women along the way. And this is what I think where I think women go wrong. One of the areas we, if we are the new girl, we'll walk in and 
we find someone or we get to know someone and we're like, that's who I want to be my best friend. You know, (laughs) it's like no relationship has been built. We're just like, we pick somebody. Right. Okay. Well, that's not the way to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, what if that girl isn't, you're not that compatible with that person or she's not interested. And I truly believe some women just don't want a bunch of close friends. I, I truly believe that. Uh Um, And so you do have to kind of just test the waters for a while and also see who comes to you and start building relationships with a large group of people. And there's going to be people that automatically you're more drawn to than the others. And so I think it just takes time and we can't just rush this along, but I think you're exactly right. We have to keep showing up. Uh And I love the friend that was inclusive because I think there's a lesson for all of us in this when we're making friendships, because we know that community is so very important. Jesus said it that we, I mean, in Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, he says we were created for community. So Uh we have to have this. We are to come together. You know, the church is to come together. And I mean, by the church, I'm talking about the body of Christ. We need each other. Right. We can't avoid it. And, um, and so if we find ourselves, we're not good at it, or it just hasn't happened for us, keep showing up. And if you're the one who's already in community, look up, right? Look up, make an invitation, reach out, be there, uh, include people because Mm -hmm. your circle is, is never to be closed. That's the body of Christ. We're not to close ourselves off from the members of the body of Christ. And so I think it's just such a good word for all of us, because if you are the new girl and you're trying to find community and you might not be the new girl anymore, let's just get real. You might not be the new girl anymore and you're still struggling with this. Uh Keep showing up. Well, and the place, make a place at that table, you know, scoot over. And it makes such a difference when you invite somebody to your church and say, come visit our church, come to our Sunday school, go a step further you know, figure out a place you're going to meet them. Don't just say, come and we'll figure it out when we get there. It's whether you're at a really small church or a really large church, it just, it makes somebody feel like they belong. If you go the extra step and say, let's meet at this place or let's do this, or it, it just makes you feel included. Like it's important for you to be there, that they want you there. So, you know, that speaks volumes to, to reach out and really be intentional about inviting somebody. I love that. There's power in an invitation for sure. I'm sitting here giggling to myself because there is another friend of the Wonder Podcast that we've had on. Her name is Joy Weaver. She is our etiquette <laughs> expert. And she moved from Dallas to a different city. She walked into the Chamber of Commerce and said, I need a Bible study, I need friends, and I need a cleaning lady. Can you help me? (laughs) So I'm sitting here thinking that mentioned any of those things, but that's what our dear friend Joy did. And she has created, the Lord has given her a community of amazing friends in the new town that she's in. I love that. Started was she's just, you know, I think, Lisa's right. Women are scared sometimes to make that first step. Uh-huh. Even if you don't have a big personality or you're kind of shy, 
you may have to make that initiation. In fact, right. I'm sure you do just to walk in and say, is this chair taken? And for people like Lisa that have never been the new person or someone like me that has been here longer than I have where I grew up, of course, this chair is for you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your best friend's sitting there or not, that chair is for the new person. That is the community of Christ and what we're supposed to do. So you need to welcome them in. And I've watched women's faces change just based on what people say. You know, right. whether it's, oh my gosh, you have the cutest outfit on. You are darling. Will you uh-huh. sit with us? And their uh-huh. face just lights up. And it's all about the tone. It's all about the words used and to welcome them to your table, to give them an invitation. And that is what you're so good about. And We've asked you this question with all these places you've lived, you know, where's your favorite place? And I'm, I'm also laughing because before we got on, Lisa and I were getting caught up with Teresa because she's out a lot. Like she's on the move. She's on the go. And we're like, so what, you know, what's next for you? And she's, well, I'm home till the beginning of the week. And then I'm headed to Kansas City. So she may not claim this, but I truly believe in my heart, Kansas City is her favorite place that she's lived so far. And I want to know what it is about the people in Kansas City, the women that you have connected with, that you keep going back. Because it's unusual for someone to move to a new city that then have a little apartment or getaway at the city they're leaving to go back to. That's very unusual. And I love it. And I think it's so fun. But I want to know what those women did or what they do that you still want to be so much a part of their life that you carve out time to go to them. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it is unusual in a way, but Rick's home office, the corporate office is in Kansas City. So he he is required to go back often. And we are fortunate enough that I get to go with him and living there. We lived there the longest. That was 18 years. And it was during real growing time. Courtney was, she started kindergarten there and Casey was in middle school. And we just had, we made very, very dear friends and, you know, friends turned into family there. And so we go back a lot to see them or they will come here. And, you know, when I moved here, some people would say, well, you need to stay put and invest and this and that, this, this next week I'm going and y'all met her on our last little visit, but I'm going to go help a friend get some things organized in her brand new basement and kitchen. And so we've been kind of putting that off for a little bit. So I'm going to help Amy do that. And um, so Rick has a meeting, so I'm just going to go help. But I love the seasons in Kansas City. I like, you know, I laugh. And if my kids are listening to this when they do, oh dear, they're going to roll their eyes and say, mom, let it go. But, you know, I grew up in Dallas, so I knew what I was coming to. And it's lovely here, but there's two seasons. And <laughs> there, I'm going to be really kind and, and say this kindly there's fire and there's ice. <laughs> And those two seasons, I don't do well in unless I know the fire will calm down a little bit, which it does not here, and the ice will subside. So it gets really hot in Kansas City. It really does. I'm not saying it doesn't. It's it's not all lovely there. 
but when it gets to 101 and all the weather people come on and say, you know, hang in there, it's going to cool down. They don't mean it's going to cool down to 99. It really does cool down. It, it goes into the 70s and you really can sit outside and there's not death by mosquito. There's just a lot of things, you know, that we, that I enjoy about the outside <laughs> in Kansas City. I love the fall. I love the winter. I love that, you know, the spring is coming and the summer. And I know that we have all that here. The thing that we have here that, or that I have here that I don't have in Kansas City or my, you know, girls and my dear son-in-laws and my precious grandbabies. So, you know, that cannot be replaced by seasons or sweet, precious friends that feel like family, but we're just fortunate to be able to go back as often as we do and keep the friends that we have there that we've made and invested in. But we'd love for any any of y'all to come visit. You'll see what we mean. You'll fall in love with it. I'd like to go visit Kansas City sometime. And I'm, Come on, girl. We have space that. for you. I'm, I'm starting to thank you're an ambassador for Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You made a point, Chrissy, that brought up a really horrible memory for me a while ago. You said something Uh-oh. about make sure there's a seat at the table for someone new and, you know, don't save it for all your old, your friends and everything. So I, I forget <laughs> that I wasn't the new girl one year. I was the new girl one year. So in ninth grade, my parents moved homes and it changed our school district. And so I had to go to a new school in ninth grade. And that was just horrid. And I remember walking into the school, North Junior High, North Junior High in Richardson. And I walked in and I had my cute gaucho outfit on and with my vest and I looked so cute. And I walk into my science class and I'm going in and I'm the new girl and I go to sit down in just the closest chair possible, right? And don't know anyone. And the girl sitting there just laid over my chair and said, saved. <laughs> and I won't mention her name, Erisconzo, but <laughs> I, I still remember that day. And I was just mortified. You know, I just wanted a chair to sit in and someone to look at me and smile and say, hi, whatever. You know, but that just made an indelible mark on me because I was like, I don't want to ever be that person that makes someone feel unwelcomed or like there's not, there's no place for you. Right. So I think as we talk about building friendships and we need to start winding down, but it's so important for us to be, I mean, what does the scripture say about friendship? I mean, a friend, what loves at all times, all times, all Mm -hmm. times. And it, um, there's no greater love than one to lay himself, his life down for a friend. This is what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to approach friendship and walking with people as that, as being ambassadors for Christ. What a privilege it is to have Jesus as a friend. We need to look at our friendships and community like that. That what if it makes a life rich? You mentioned your friends becoming like family. I just think that's a beautiful picture, Teresa, because that's what it should look like. Mm-hmm. But we don't stop there because everywhere you've gone, you've built these communities of loving, caring people who just adore you. And, and that's that's taken time. But also you've had to put yourself out there and and pray about it and show up. And I just think there's valuable lessons here for all of us in that, because I know that, I mean, I talk to women all the time and especially I have lived here my whole life and I've got 
friends from, you know, different decades and we have friends we travel with and I have friends that we have got a supper club with that's 30 years old and that kind of thing. So I've got a, I've got rich blessings of friendship and I've had mm-hmm. people on the outside look in and say, I wish I had that. Or how did you get that? And I think the philosophy that I share is be yourself, you know, but right. also seek it out and, but be there for people. And for us, you know, it also was just dropping our anchor because I think we're such a transient society right now that Oh, we get upset with this church. We're going to go to that church. Oh, then something happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go, that. And it, when, you're, when you're talking about the church community, and it, that's not the only place to make a friend. Let's let's say no. that. Right. I've got friends right. in my neighborhood and that is taken work, but oh, I've got a rich community now in my neighborhood. So we can have friends at, all, at work, like you were saying, at, on sports teams with our kiddos. There's friends that we can have every everywhere. Absolutely. But we do have to be committed and we can't be so... We can't get our feelings hurt a lot. You know, we we can't be just taking everything in and expecting people to be perfect because newsflash, they're not, they're going to, they're not going to call you and it's not going to be you. It's going to be, they forgot. Sure. You're not going to get invited sometimes. And sometimes there's just, you know, plans were made and nobody thought about the big picture and, and it wasn't to hurt you. And so we, we don't need to be so easily offended. Mm -hmm. Keep showing up but be open to what God has for you and be open right. to the people that he puts in your path. And you never know what that's going to turn into. And another thing that my mom taught me is it takes a friend to be a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to be friend people. And that's what I love about Teresa is I watch her befriend different people. And I love it. Just like on this past little girls trip we went on, it was a group of women that aren't in the same circles. We're, we're in different circles. We all know each other, but we're in different circles. And she said, Hey, I've always wanted to get to know Lisa Clark. Let's invite her. That's what I'm talking about. It takes a friend to be a friend. Don't be so exclusive. Like her friend that just invited her to church, which started this whole party. Right. And you know, I think too, sometimes we're we're kind of discouraged. Well, I get it. I thought, okay, everybody knows each other. You all have history together. You all have your stories. You've raised children together. Well, that you can't just assume that because you have a story too, and you have history and you have things to share. And, and, you know, you've had seasons in your life that might help somebody else, you know, that they don't know yet. So I just think you do, you have to put yourself out there. You have to reach out and get to know those people. And it's not always going to work, but you keep asking and you keep showing up. And I thought it was really fun that there were, I I was shocked by the people that said, sure, let's do this. And (laughs) it's just, it's fun to bring a bunch of different women together. And I love the way that works. And, and you're right. It doesn't always have to be at church. It can be neighborhood. It can be different groups, wherever you wherever you land. So, um, yeah, I just think it's really important to, to form that community and to stick with it, you know, and to have one main point is be a Teresa, be a Teresa, (laughs) reach out and say, Hey, I want to get to know you. Can we have coffee? Hey, I want to get to know you. Can I sit by you at the next women's event? Or, Hey, I want to get to know you. Can we have lunch together? 
That's what it takes is you saying, I want to reach out and get to know you. And you start out by saying, tell me your story. And that's how friendships begin. Well, everybody has a story and they're all worth worth listening to. That's right. It's true. Everybody wants to be known. And they do. They do. I've, I've always said that I think people are God's love language. I think he puts people in our life and for his time and his purpose and, you know, just at the, at the most perfect time to encourage us, lift us up and sometimes carry us, you know? Right. He's in it it all. And grateful for it. Me too. I'm grateful for friendship and friendship is one of life's blessings from the Lord. I want to give a shout out to Courtney Moore, Teresa's daughter, who has been on the podcast before talking about nutrition. She's a nutritionist and she gave us all kinds of kinds of tips about living a healthy lifestyle. So you haven't listened to Courtney Moore's go back in the archives and listen to Courtney. It was a great podcast and a great episode talking to just about healthy living. And she was giving us all kinds of tips. So Teresa, thank (laughs) you for joining us on the friend zone today. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed visiting with you. I love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. If you like what you heard and were encouraged, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.